Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's big fight week, obviously, Fulton anyway, but this is the fight that I think a lot of people have been waiting for for a very, very long time. Some would say five years. Um, and it's finally happening. It's going down. Can't believe it. How hype are you that we're actually going to get this in less than a week? Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford is the biggest fight that we could have in this sport. Um, Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia was massive. I think this is bigger. I think this is better. I think it's because you have two guys like in their primes, maybe at the tail end of their primes, but definitely still like they're both undefeated. They're both unbeatable. They're two of the top five, 10 best fighters in the world. And they're awesome. And the best welterweights. And we need to see them fight for undisputed. Like this is what it is. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. We're going to get into everything. This is going to be our three-part breakdown. Uh, we do this for all the big fights. Before we get into this, if you're listening to this, obviously, on the audio side, because this is strictly for the audio side, uh, thank you so much. Also, leave a rate and review. Give us that five-star. And uh, thanks so much for rocking with us. Let's get right into it. All right, fight week, Terrence Bud Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. It's finally going down, and it brings us to a couple of questions. The first one, Brian, I'm just going to throw right at you. If Errol Spence Jr. beats Terrence Bud Crawford, what happens next? There's a rematch clause in this contract, which we know, which we've talked about. But I think that, I think that if Errol Spence wins... That rematch probably happens at 154 if it happens at all. Because Errol Spence has already talked about, I don't know if I can make 147 anymore. Like, he's talked about just, like, the 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 strain it has on his body. And I'm paraphrasing. I, that wasn't a direct quote, but paraphrasing what he was saying. And he's hinted at a couple of different times, potentially moving up at 154. There was even the rumor before this fight finally got made. Errol Spence versus Keith Thurman. But at 154 with no title on the line, which I, that pissed me off. And I was like, this cannot happen. <laughs> I remember we were talking about that shit. I was like, this cannot happen. So I think I think that Errol Spence, this is potentially uh, just my assumption, his last fight in this weight class. But ultimately, I do think that a rematch will be warranted because Money Talks is two of the biggest names in the sport, two of the best in the sport. And... Whether or not we have like a like uh, unless it's a blowout, but even so, I think we'll probably get a a, a, a rematch because this is just going to call for it financially in a way that, you know, Mayweather and Pacquiao probably did. But that didn't end up happening again. And honestly, I didn't feel like we needed to see it again. I feel like this is going to be close enough and good enough and entertaining enough where we're probably going to feel like we need to see this again. You know, I think the difference is I do believe this is comparable to Mayweather Pacquiao, but Mayweather Pacquiao, we got way too late. 
right? These guys, Bud and Spence are still doing their things. They're still the kings of the division and they haven't lost it just yet. They're getting older, but they still got it. So I think it's right. a total different fight. As for in terms of if Errol Spence Jr. is able to get the victory over Bud Crawford, yeah, they're definitely going to have a rematch in this one. We heard Spence talk about moving up to 154. I think this fight would still be at welterweight though, if they were to do the rematch, like that might be in the clause that it might have to be a welterweight bout. Who's to say, but both of these guys can make a lot of paper. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And Hey, listen, if they have two fights, we also recently just saw Canelo and triple G have a trilogy fight. Some of the greatest fights you've seen trilogy fights, <laughs> you know, uh, you've seen that series. So I think this could potentially, Although that third one wasn't great to be fair. But, no, and yeah. Triple G didn't look good. <laughs> I mean, in, in historically, right? Like yeah, yeah, when yeah. there's been trilogy fights, not just that particular fight. But yeah. I think there is a possibility just because these two guys can make so much bread uh, fighting each other three times that there's a possibility. Because if, like we're talking about right now, if Spence wins the first one, then Bud wins the second one, there would have to be a trilogy fight. There's no way. However, say if Spence wins both of them, then there's no reason to have a trilogy fight. Say the first one is kind of close or really really close then of course they should have the rematch but either way i think either one of these guys are going to activate that rematch clause so i do think there is going to be a rematch for this but i think spence has a really good chance i know bud is the favorite and we are going to get into the betting portion of this as well you'll be able to find that but i think spence has a really good chance in this fight to beat bud crawford and if he does it, then I think he also goes down as one of the best welterweights in boxing history. Like when you actually take a look at his resume and what Spence has done, he's going to be on that list of some of the greatest welterweights of all time. I want to mention this also. Ring Magazine, pound for pound rankings, Errol Spence is fourth right now. If he wins this fight, and I think most people will probably have him four, five, three, six, sort of in that range, like not quite one or two. Errol Spence wins this fight. He's probably number one in the world. I think that's important to know. Well, right now for Ring Magazine, they have, and I disagree with this, three is Terrence Crawford. I have him number one. Second is Naoya Inoue, who we talked about extensively leading up to his fight with Stephen Fulton. Um, he's number two. And number one is Alexander Usyk, who I think is probably three, four, somewhere along those lines. I'm not, not four, but <laughs> I will have to get into our pound for pound rankings. Not, like I got to think about that more. I probably don't even. I probably don't have Usyk over Errol Spence, as a matter of fact, in terms of pound for pound. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I probably don't because I mean, like Alexander Usyk. Yes, he came in with a, a huge amateur pedigree and was a world title contender right away at cruiserweight, but. Errol Spence has beaten a lot of, like, if you go through his box wreck <laughs> and if you just sort of reflect on his journey that he's been on at welterweight in the last six, seven years, now it's pound for pound. So Alexander Usyk has done it in multiple weight classes at this point, right? So that's sort of his advantage. But I think regardless, Errol Spence, he wins his fight against Terrence Crawford. There's going to be pound for pound, number one in the world, Errol Spence talk going forward. I think he's going to be in a lot of people's top two, top three minimum if he's not there already. And he's probably not. But I think this is the this is what this fight will do for him because Terrence Crawford, pound for pound, is just a higher ranked fighter because of what he's done. Multiple different weight classes was unifying at lightweight, was undisputed at super lightweight. So I think that him being undisputed now 
being Terrence Crawford, like he'll just cement himself as pound for pound number one. But Errol Spence, if he does that, then it'll work in his favor as well. Yeah, and I think that's the big conversation coming into this one is whoever wins this fight is going to be pound for pound the king of boxing, number one on that list. So, of course, if Spence gets the victory, there's no doubt about it. And then it's interesting to see what he would possibly do at 154 pounds if he was to move up to 154 because, I mean, I know he's called out Charlo, right? That's a big fight for Texas. That's Dallas and H-Town. And yeah. listen, Charlo's got his hands a little bit busy <laughs> with a fight coming up in September. But I'm saying that this is a fight that we could possibly see at 154 as well, because I think that's a money-making fight as well. And hey, listen, you never know what can happen at 154. I'd rather see him and Charlo rather than him and Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman hasn't fought in a while, um, but I still have him ranked in the welterweight division. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those things. But let's get over to Bud Crawford now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill because if bud crawford is able to get it done against errol spence jr this weekend brian what does that mean for him and what would be next i think terrence crawford right now is a pound for pound number one fighter in the world um because of everything that he's done and in terms of just blowing his opponents out of the water i think some people are going to question his resume and i think there's some fairness to that but it's not like these fights are close, kind of like with Roy Jones Jr. in the 1990s when he was beating what people thought was subpar competition for the most part, you know, not necessarily James Tony Bernard Hopkins, right? But even at that point, they weren't the legends that we know them as now. Roy Jones Jr. was beating everyone's ass, though, at that point up until, you know, Antonio Tarver, John Ruiz, and we get to the early 2000s and it's a little bit different and it's never the same once he drops back down from heavyweight. Uh, too light heavyweight and eventually cruiserweight and he's getting knocked out a lot terrence crawford is not at that stage of his career if he's ever going to get there but he was i feel like similarly dominant just from the standpoint of like how many rounds has he realistically lost during his reign like it's one thing to say oh he hasn't fought you know high-end competition but it's also like he's not necessarily in close fights with any of these dudes not a single one like habib Nurmagomedov in the ufc reason why i think he has a case for greatest of all time is because he's lost maybe one two rounds in his career <laughs> and he's also beating the best so terrence crawford does this beats errol spence then he's beating the best he's beating the best welterweight of the last half decade or so and cements himself as pound for pound number one where he may be already i think that i just as i just told you in the previous segment we did ring magazine has him at number three um people question their credibility i'm gonna leave that alone <laughs> but there are other pound for pound lists that Terrence Crawford will be top three in just about all of them. And I think he wins this fight against Errol Spence. He's going to be number one on pretty much everybody's list uh, and should be, especially if it's a, a convincing win and it's not a, a controversial one, which I hope, I hope that the talk coming away from this fight <laughs> is really like how awesome this fight was as opposed to Devin Haney Vasily Lobachenko, where we should have been talking about how dope that fight was, and how close it was. And people were just arguing about whether or not it's a robbery. You know, I have Bud as my pound for pound number one. However, I think there's a lot of people that don't 
So I think this fight, if he beats Errol Spence Jr., it solidifies him as being the number one pound for pound boxer on that list. Because I think people always knock Bud's resume. And that's the thing. It's like, but he's knocking dudes out. He's knocked out everyone since he's moved up to the welterweight division. And it's funny because when you're in a lower division and you're moving up, usually you're knocking out dudes. But when you move up, you're not knocking as many dudes out. But that was different for Bud. It's like his power got more aggressive and raw as he moved up, you know, and it was more, I mean, listen, what Bud's been doing in the welterweight division has been crazy. Not to say what Spence has done hasn't because Spence has been killing dudes too (laughs) in this welterweight division, right? They're both undefeated. However, I think there's kind of a little bit of hate on Bud and he kind of has a chip on his shoulder. Because I feel like just based off resume, they kind of give it to Spence because of the names. I always go back to that Sean Porter fight. Now, I know it's not the same Sean Porter that Spence fought. But what Bud did to him, picking him apart, breaking him down, getting the TKO victory, it was was epic. And then I was like, you can't say nothing about Bud now. You can't say he's not fought nobody. But people still say he doesn't have the resume. So I think if he gets Spence on the resume, not only does it solidify him as being the king of the welterweight division, the king pound for pound number one boxer in the world, it also makes him the face of boxing. Let's be serious here. He will be the face. There's not going to be any more talk about who is the face of boxing after this. It's not going to be Canelo. It's not going to be Tank. uh, It's not going to be Devin Haney. It's Bud Crawford if he gets this victory. And I also think as he's getting older... This is one of those career-defining moments in a boxer's career where he could sail off into the sunset and call it a career. I don't think he will because I think Bud still has a lot in the tank. That's but interesting. It's, but but it's one of those fights where he could do that, and we would be like, man, he's one of the greatest. That's what he would go down as if he had Spence on his resume. So I think for Bud, despite the fact that we're obviously saying, yo, he's pound for pound number one on that list, there's a lot of people that don't. So I think, you know, it's, he's going to solidify himself um, as the number one, as, you know, the face of boxing. And then there's also that conversation, Brian, as to what's next. If Bud wins, I'm sure Spence is definitely going to activate that clause. Then we get the rematch, <laughs> right? Then we get the rematch for this fight. And like I said, in the previous segment, if they split the first two fights, very, very possible that they're going to want to make that bread and have that trilogy fight. Honestly, if the if if we go that route, let's say let's say Terence Crawford wins this fight, we get the rematch. Maybe it happens before the end of the year, although I doubt it. Maybe early next year. Yeah, it's late July. I'm thinking it's probably like a February type of fight. And then Errol Spence wins that fight. Let's just say that, right? Let's say they're both reasonably tight decisions. There's one sixteen, one twelves, one fifteen, one thirteens, and things of that nature. And it's highly competitive, just great boxing. And there's a trilogy fight. After that third fight, you could see them both retiring regardless of who wins or who loses because they're both at that point, in just my opinion. Yeah, and especially when you think about everything that Spence has been through, um, that horrific car accident, um, his eye injury. It's like he's still a young guy, but his body has taken so much. It's like if he's done with this after, if he's done with boxing after these fights, like I wouldn't be mad at it. They could both sail off into the sunset because they're going to make bread. Like, I'm not talking like a little bit of bread, like a couple of slices. I'm talking loaves. (laughs) But I also also think that if Terrence Crawford, so we talked about Errol Spence potentially moving up to 154 because he's got to do it at some point. Yeah. I just feel like he's going to do it at some point. And maybe it's the rematch. 
But I think that if Terrence Crawford wins this fight, maybe the rematch for this is at 154. But I think otherwise, he's probably maybe he continues to be at welterweight. You brought up the retirement piece. The interesting thing about this is Terrence Crawford is 39 and 0. He'd be a perfect 40 and 0 if he won. <laughs> you know how that's I am. That's why I said retired. Yeah. That's why I was annoyed when Floyd retired after the Andre Berto fight at 49 and 0. But I was like, that ain't that 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 wasn't gonna stay like that. I mean, it's one of those things where like I was I was upset when Andre Ward retired, but I get why he did it. Um, you know, I get why he did it, but I was like, I think he still has a lot left in the tank. But it's like one of those things that if Bud wins and if he was to retire, I would still be like. Yo, I think he still has a lot left in the tank. I don't think Bud does, but he has the possibility to do that. So I think it's one of those things where we're going to find out a lot. These are two career-defining moments for both of these boxers, Errol Spence Jr. and Bud Crawford. And here at the Mandatory, we want to know what you think would happen if Errol Spence Jr. beat Bud Crawford. And if Bud Crawford beat Errol Spence Jr., let us know. Drop some comments below. Also, if you like the content, make sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It helps the channel grow. You can also find us wherever you find your audio. And if you got a couple of minutes, make sure to hit that uh, rate and review. Also, leave a five-star as well. We're going to have more coming up here on the Mandatory. We got a full betting preview on the way. So make sure to keep it locked and... Uh, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms as well. And if you have any comments, let us know because we love to get your thoughts. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.